this week on the Roommates Podcast. So, you know, the manifest and God will provide kind of concept. Oh, my you know, gosh. I, I'm doing all these things, and, you know, the God, the God that I know, you know, loves me, cares for me. He's going to give me the man of my mm. dreams. He's going to give me the man of my preferences. He's going to give me the man of, you know, of status, of of money, of character, of leadership, of godliness. Mm. You know, all these things that I have done in my life, I have manifested. That's what B. Simone said. I- Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, 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 yes. What up, everybody? Roommates Podcast, another week, another episode. Joined by Chris, the star of the show right there. Come on, Fees. You know you right. Uh, I think I pointed the right way right here. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, did you see that the last time I kind of pointed at you? And then we kind of, it kind of was looked kind of cool. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, we 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 got to get better. We're gonna get better at it. So you know, we still fairly new to it, but I feel like we're killing it, brother. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, know what? I also realized we got to buy those um those headpiece things. I was looking up the little headpiece that like Skip and Shannon and people like that be using. I feel like that'd be so helpful. Besides, um, I know obviously you got your headphones on. I don't have uh, my headphones on, but I feel like those headpieces are cooler, and I feel like they'll be so much more helpful. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be Secret Service and Shannon Sharp at the same time. Like, huh? What'd you say, Fees? Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Yes, indeed. So yeah, man. So uh, man, what's what's going on with you? Any updates? Anything you want to share with the people before we jump into this week's episode? Yeah, man. You know, God is good, brother. but uh yeah man just taking it day by day looking at the finer things in life (laughs) the finer things in life the finer things in finer things in life (laughs) shout out to the finer things in life uh you know it's just certain things that you look positive to and you realize me you know what god is real god is real so if you uh, want to know more we talk about it on patreon in case you want a little bit want to know a little bit more about the finer things in life that Chris is talking about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout out to Patreon right now. Shout out to all the people that's on Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting with us, rocking with us. And yeah, it go down in Patreon. It's the real uncut roommates podcast for sure. Yes, indeed. Nah, man, I am uh, excited to record. I'm not going to lie to you. I am super exhausted. Um, was also enjoying the fire, finer things in life. <laughs> I, I, I ain't mad at you, play. I, I seen the uh, little uh, IG post you put on the story. I was like, this man here, who do he think he is? Yeah, did is? you hear that he got a new Jeep? No, so that's what that was. I didn't yeah, hear Stephane that. Stefan got a new Jeep. Shout out to him, man. I didn't, I didn't know that was that what kind of car uh, y'all was in, but you know, it looks good, man. It fits him for sure. It definitely does. Definitely does. So. Let's go ahead, and I feel like there's a lot we're going to talk about today, a lot of different directions. Uh, man, let's talk about what's been trending a lot in the social media sphere. What, what, what you been hearing in the streets, man? Man, the streets, man. It's been a lot of B. Simone in the streets, bro. A lot of B. Simone. A lot of B. Simone in the streets. So really, this past week, and kind of a little bit of half, half of last week, they've been coming for her about, um, you know, her kind of... Well, she, well, people took it as her slandering 
men who have nine to five jobs or men that clock in and clock out. To me, she really didn't, you know, say that. I think she just stated a preference, but that sparked up a huge conversation on between, you know, will you date an entrepreneur man or will you date a nine to five clock in, clock out kind of guy? And if so, can they uh, coexist in a relationship together? Interesting. So what, so let's, let's, let's talk about her initial comments about that nine to five situation. I mean, what were your thoughts when you first heard her comments? How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, my first thoughts was, you know, I think she just, with a woman of her kind of status and the kind of guys that she's willing to date, to me, she was just limiting her dating pool from a little to extremely little, like, you know, so it's really hard. You know, because the kind of guy she wants is a very, very high-value man. And then also, you know, most of the girls probably want that, or most of the women probably want that guy as well. So, you know, you're already dating a very limited amount of men, and then you have to deal with, you know, women also wanting that high-value man or that entrepreneurial man. And then you also have to hope that he actually wants you and find you interesting as well. You know, and I don't know how she feels about kids. I don't know if height has anything to do with it. Obviously, attraction has some things to do with it. You know, fashion, confidence, all those things. So when you put that kind of, you know, kind of big preference on men, it's make, it just make it to me, it would just made her dating pool a lot smaller than it already is. So that was my first initial thought of it. And then my second initial thought is um, I feel like, a lot of women in her, in her position that's entrepreneurial and career focused and, you know, trying to get the bag, they want a guy that's, you know, kind of similar to them uh, in, in that field. I think that's what she's attracted to. I think that's what she prefers. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of just cutting everybody off, but also if you know what works for you, I mean, self-awareness is, is key. You know, until you start bashing people that has nine to five and clock in, clock, clock out, you know, it's a lot of good men that do that. So to me, she didn't do that, but that was my initial thoughts about the issue. What about yours? Yeah, no, uh, my initial thoughts was when I first heard it, I, I wasn't mad at all. Um, I'm the kind yeah. of person that I don't like guys who get all butt hurt when a girl shares her preferences. Um, I feel like it's just not a good look in my personal opinion. She was simply sharing what she liked and what she disliked. And I'm all for people having their preferences. So I was not mad at, about it w one bit. I didn't see what she said that made people so angry and upset. And obviously, well, I want to hear what you were hearing in the streets about that as well. But me personally, I mean, I'm not mad at her. You know what I mean? She likes what she likes. She got a, she got a little, you know, she wants entrepreneurial guys. She has her justification for it. Is That's what she really wants. It is what it is. That's her life. And so... You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not going to kill her off of her personal preferences. And I feel like when when all the guys um, who, you know, have nine to fives were upset about her, I felt like they, they were just, in my opinion, a little bit of insecurity. Because I don't give a fudge what B. Simone got what thinks. Like, I don't care. Like, her preferences mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like... It means absolutely nothing to me and who I am as a man. So, I mean, like I said, she's free to like whatever she wants, but I don't care at the end of the day. So that's just how I how I felt about it when I first heard it. Yeah, no, I feel you. I think the streets kind of took it to a whole nother level 
where I feel like in the past, you know, women or other men, I don't know, have kind of bashed men that have nine to five or clock in, clock out jobs as not as valued or are not as worth more than a guy that has his own business, that is entrepreneurial, that is a mogul that works, you know, for himself versus having a boss per se. Um, so I think that kind of restarted the whole conversation. And, and that's what the streets was kind of saying, you know, like we should not like bash nine to five men, you know, we shouldn't, you know, like, cut off all men that clock in, clock out to not understanding entrepreneurial women or vice versa. So it's, it's, it's basically attacking that stereotype of, you know, one person being an entrepreneurial person and other person having a nine to five quote unquote or boss, like they can coexist. And I think a lot of people, and it wasn't just men, it was also women kind of coming forward too. Um, because, you know, I think they were tired of it as well. And they, you know, everybody shared their personal experiences. You know, I dated a nine to five guy and it was much better than an entrepreneurial guy because he isn't like, he doesn't have much time. I don't have much time. He's focused on building. I'm focused on building versus nine to five. I know this guy has a set schedule. I know where he's going to be, yada, yada, yada. So like you said, it's really preference. Like, you know, when I heard it, I didn't take anything of it. You know, to me, it just is what it is. That's what she wants. But like I said, you know, and also my other thought was what I said before, like she just limited her dating pool to these guys that it may be harder. That's why she was kind of asking Nick Cannon for help. Um, but, you know, I don't know how many guys that, you know, those people know that she can date. So that's why I was like, well, you know, it's already hard out here, you know, to date. And also you kind of limiting yourself by just what he does. I don't know of as important, but as at the end of the day, it's up to be Simone. If that's what she wants, that's what she wants. And then people have to decide for themselves what they want is what they want. And I think self-awareness is key, and we have to understand that. Yeah, there's like two different directions I want to go into. The first one, it was uh, probably the more lighthearted one before I you know, have a little bit more fun. But me and Stefan were talking about it, and we were just saying how for a lot of people, 9 to 5 has a very bad connotation that people just don't understand, right? And it's like when people usually think of 9 to 5, they think about the dude working at McDonald's, you know, the dude working at Walmart distribution, you know, the dude who doesn't really have a lot of money. That's the understanding of a 9 to 5, I have a boss, right? But end of the day, if you are a surgeon at the at like, you know, like um, what's that hospital in Houston called, the, the really popular one? Ben Top. What's it called? Ben Tobb or Memorial Herman? Let's say Memorial Herman, right? If you're the top surgeon Memorial Herman making a, like a million dollars or close to it a year, you technically have a nine to five. Like you, you clock in, you clock out, and you have a boss. You know what I mean? If you're a C-suite executive and you're, and you're making millions of dollars from Microsoft, and uh, what's the owner of Microsoft's name? Whatever his name is. I think is it Steve uh, Ballmer? Yeah, Steve Ballmer. Yeah. If you're if you're not Steve Ballmer, you're a C-suite executive at Microsoft making millions of dollars a year. You technically have a nine to five. And you have a boss. If you are one of the top lawyers at the law firm, right? You tend and you're making millions of dollars a year. You might have a boss, right? So the idea of a person having a boss being lesser than and less ambitious is is off. It's a fundamental problem. And, and, and to me, I feel like that conversation is lost in this entrepreneurial world because there's a lot of people, because even when you talk about entrepreneurs, a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who make far less 
than people who, who have quote unquote nine to fives, right? Tons of people who have nine to fives who make a lot of money, especially in Houston and the oil industry. They have nine to fives, they're making bank, 500,000, 700,000, a million dollars a year. So to me, the, the idea of nine to five has this connotation to a lot of people as making lesser than and not in a prominent position where unless you are the CEO of the company, technically you have a boss. Even if you are the CFO, right, you have a boss. And even some CEOs, they have a board of directors, so they can't just do whatever they want. And so, I, I don't know, man, I just feel as though with that entrepreneur conversation, um, Stefan made a great point that too many people equate broke to nine to five or nine to five as to have less money, but it's hundred guys who have, quote unquote, nine to fives who make a ton of bread. Uh, yeah, I hear you, man. And, that, and that's what a lot of people in Twitter were saying as well, you know, that same rhetoric. And then even if you go to the entrepreneurial route, it's like, you know, she's not going to date a starter entrepreneurial within the first five years because he's probably going to be struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know that, those first few years, you're not going to bring in that much revenue. You still have to build and build and build. So she wants somebody, I'm sure she wants somebody making just as much money as she's making. Hey, remind me about that point. That's a third point. As much money as she makes. Remind me, I don't want to forget that point. I got you. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure that's what she wants. And just to have, also to have the freedom of time that she wants as well. You know, because that's that's the whole sexy appeal of having a, uh, your own business is because you have the, the power to run the business you want. You have the freedom to live the life you want. And then you have the money coming in, you know, while you can just take a vacation or sit down somewhere and you don't have to be somewhere. You know, you're, you can choose what your day is going to be like. But like I said, for, to have that type, uh, type of guy and then that guy also to be single, <laughs> you know, also to be attractive, also to probably be at a certain height that she wants and also want her. I mean, I'm looking around the room. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's yeah. gonna be a tough find to have, you know. So that's why I was my first initial thought was like, well, she probably shooting herself in foot because he's probably like three guys in the United States that's probably like that. So and she c- correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. She was kind of like asking Nick Cannon about like dating advice and like stuff like that. Am I correct how it started off? Yeah. So the beginning of the video, uh, it was kind of like her stating that. You know, he cannot have the nine to five. That's like the beginning of the video. So I haven't seen the full video, but I'm assuming that they had a conversation about what kind of guy that she's looking for. And that's what, you know, and then in the video also, Nick Cannon said, dang, you making this hard on me. So I'm assuming they're talking about what kind of guy she's looking for. And also Nick Cannon is helping her look for that guy as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so like I said, the first, the first, very first part is um, of, the, of the discussion because there's three parts I want to jump into. The first part is that like I'm all for it. I'm all for a woman, a man, whoever you are, demanding whatever you want out of life. You know, whatever qualifications, whatever you know attributes you want in a partner, I'm all for it because I am the same way. <laughs> I am just as picky, so I'm all for it. Um, so, but like I said, I just. I, in regards to the nine to five comma, I just wanted to quickly get quickly say like nine to five doesn't mean broke. But the second thing that I noticed, 
And I want to talk about it. We've talked about it before. Some will say we talked about it ad nauseum, but I really wanted to dive into it um, a little bit deeper. This podcast, before we get to the last point, is that what I've noticed is a lot of women struggle, in my opinion, dating today because they don't understand, because they have, they think men are like them, right? And that's something that I'm just really curious on that side note of the B. Simone conversation about the typical successful um, woman who's struggling with dating because she wants a guy who is similar to her, right? And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like people have this idea, I want someone like me getting after, like me doing these things like me. The problem that I find that so many women have, especially in the modern era, they're so oblivious, in my opinion, to this reality that men are not women. I know society teach, has been teaching that you know gender is a social construct, that there's no difference between men and women, but all that is complete BS. Men are not like women. Women are not like men. The standards women have for men are not the standards men have for women. So one thing that I thought about is that a, a, a girl, an entrepreneur-type girl, automa- automatically thinks a guy wants a girl similar to him. So she's like, well, I'm a go-getter entrepreneur, so maybe the guy who's a go-getter entrepreneur should want me because I want him. Obviously, he wants me. And a lot of women don't realize that men don't have that same qualification, right? Men are not... Our men, in my opinion, generally speaking, don't have those same expectations in a partner. And so women like B. Simone will put themselves and say, the only guys I will date are guys who are entrepreneurs. And then guys who are entrepreneurs, they don't give a fudge what the girl's job is. So you know what I mean? So the pool that the men are dipping from are, is way larger than the pool that women are dipping from because women don't understand that men do not want in a partner what women want in a partner. Agreed, man. Agreed. That, that's a huge misconception. And, that, and that's why I first thought about, you know, I think it's so, it, it makes things so much tougher because, like you said, women think that we want the same thing. That just because I'm a lawyer and I make two hundred thousand dollars a year, that I want uh, a lawyer also making, you know, around the same amount of money as I'm making. You know, the guy, I, re- I really feel like men only look for a few things if they're compatible, if they have a connection, if, if she looks good, she could be supportive, a good wife. You know, all those th- good, all those things are probably what men mostly looking for. There are some men that want an entrepreneurial spirit woman. There's some men that want a nine to five woman. There's some men that wants, you know, social work or a teacher, things like that. Some women, some men just want a housewife. But not all men in a, in the hospital wants to like, and he's a surgeon wants to date somebody that is at least at a surgeon level. That's never the case, in my opinion. So. I think that's really big that women have to understand that, like I said, those guys have to be interested in you as well. So if you want a guy to make X amount of money and to have a, a business, and he also has to be interested in you because that guy is a unicorn. He's very rare, 
to be, you know, have that high level position, to be attractive, to ha- to have the confidence, the fashion. There are thousands of girls are probably lining up and noticing that guy. And, you know, he has to whip through all of them and then pick and choose you. You know, I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it is highly improbable. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and, and to me, the point that I keep on li- liking to bring up, I just hate when people deny like studies and science and, and, and data and just clear, you know, across all different cultures. Too many yeah, women you. think that my, bargain, my, my bargaining chip is my status because to them, status to a man means so much, right? Like, because women feel like he's a doctor, wow. He's a lawyer, wow. He's a CEO, wow. Because women are so attracted to status and men in high esteem, they automatically think that men are also going to be attracted to their status. But that's not the case. Your status, in my personal opinion, in my own personal opinion, um, is not even in some guy's top five. Most guys top five because a guy who has status for the most part, right? And then there's obviously exception to the rule. He's not needing that, right? If I'm a guy, an entrepreneur, and I'm a hustler, go-getter, I don't need no motivation. I don't need somebody to motivate me. I don't need somebody to buy me stuff. I don't need somebody to make me money. So I'm not looking for those things, right? And what I've realized is that... um, for a lot of women, in my personal opinion, uh, this is my opinion, when a woman thinks about a partner, she thinks about two things, in my opinion. She thinks about a teammate and somebody who can hold her down. And what I mean by that is women think about you bring your money, I bring my money. You do your part, I do my part. Women look at this like, oh, we are a team. We're, we're teammates. We work together. So they're looking for somebody who, in their opinion, will make a good teammate, who will compliment them, or in their stupid Christian terminology, equally yoke to them. So a lot of these girls are looking for this teammate guy who is very similar to them. And then on the flip side, also looking for somebody who can hold them down, meaning that if I got injured, I, you can put the team on your back. So, for example, a lot of girls feel like, I want to know if something happened to me, the family, the finances, all that stuff will miss a beat if you're taking charge. And you, and with your job, and your career, and what you're doing, can still take care of us. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, brother. But the difference is, men are not like that. That's the biggest thing. Men are not looking at it like, I need a teammate who's the same as me, or I'm looking for somebody who can hold me down if something bad happen financially. Men are not looking like that. Most men, in my personal opinion, look at it as if I want to take care of this whole team on my own. That's how they look at it like. They're not looking for a woman to say, well, if something bad happened to me, will she be able to pay the bills? Most guys want the best feeling, in my opinion, as a guy is to know I can take care of the family by myself. So, 
if I can take care of the family by myself, I'm not looking for a woman to contribute in that way because I want to have it done by myself. I want to have the bills taken care of by myself. I want to have the home taken care of by myself. It's not saying that a woman's additional money can won't hurt him or he won't receive it, but he's not adding the money together to be like, oh, yeah, your money plus my money equals this money. He's thinking, I want my money to take care of the whole family. So with that mindset, a girl's money is not the big thing. More guys are concerned with her being a liability, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, to why guys will marry women who have money, because they're worried about a woman with less money being a liability, which is not always the case, right? And so I, with that being said, I feel like a lot of girls got to realize that, and they have to see that these guys, they're not concerned with you being an entrepreneur. So you are literally saying, I want a guy who's more than likely, she's probably going to say black, more than likely taller than her, more than likely, and then an entrepreneur. And then, and then the issue is that the guy does not have entrepreneur as his requirement. It's kind of like, I remember when I'm on Airbnb, right? I'm on Airbnb, and I'm searching for homes. And, and then sometimes I'm like, okay, Airbnb says, you know, there's a 1,000 homes in Atlanta that you can book. I say, I want a home where it says the entire place to myself. It goes from 1,000 to maybe 400 homes. All right, I want a home with three bathrooms. goes from 400 homes to 100 homes. Okay, I also want a home with five bedrooms. It goes from, you know, even further down to 50 homes. You know what I mean? So what happens is when a girl is asking for entrepreneur, she's cutting her, like you said, cutting down her thing entirely, right? She's going from maybe a million guys to maybe... 10,000 guys, but by guys not adding that to their resume, they're not cutting down the women and they're open to so many more women, which makes it even more difficult, especially because, like I said, guys' desires are not the same as women's desires. Yeah, man, I I completely agree with everything. And I want to say to the women that, at least in in my personal life, the kind of things that I look for. I mean, I have no issue with women having a career or want to be entrepreneurial. I just know that it's not in my top five. Like, you know, your career is going, your career versus another girl's career with the same personality and one look better and one doesn't look better. I'm not choosing the lawyer that doesn't look better, sorry, than, you know, the teacher that does. It is what it is. And they have the same personality. Like, that's 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 probably the case to most men. You know, I want to say that, at least, at least for me, you know, personality is really big. Character is really big. You know, those kind of things are really big, in my opinion. It's not, I'm just saying that the position at a company or the entrepreneur is not going to make or break you. Like, it can as- assist in that. But I just know that that's not something that it has to be like he she has to be a lawyer or she has to be an educator or she has to do this. Like I'm never never been saying that in my life, and I don't think most men are doing that. And then also, you know, like what Fee said with with these kind of guys that you know are entrepreneurial or have a nine to five and they want to take care of the household themselves and not really have a teammate, quote unquote, like Fee says. I think that's huge as well because. I feel like, at least for me, and I want to speak for Hafiz, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, we obviously live off of my income, 
And then if you do have a income, you know, we can do that with whatever we want. We can save that. We can travel with that. We can pay down debt with that. All those different things. And I think that should be for all couples across the board that every couple need to live off of one income and, you know, do whatever what they want with the second income. To me, that can create a lot of wealth, generational wealth, get you out of debt quicker, yada, yada, yada. But this is not the finance podcast today. So um, I think yeah, that but all Chris, the- my, I would even add guys, even in regards that most like the, like the really successful guys don't care. And that's the point I keep on trying to bring. When you're a really successful guy, you're not wanting your woman's extra income to be used for other things. That's not you're not you're not looking at a woman to be mommy for you. You're not looking at a woman's money to be something that you're using to advance the family. You're looking at your money, your work to advance the family. I guarantee you, um, you know the Gary V's of the world. You know the um, you know the, the the Damon Johns. You know a lot of these serial entrepreneurs, the Patrick Bed Davies of the world. All these guys, Ed Milet's, I guarantee you these guys are not looking at their wife's money to be like, well, well, she makes 50000 or she makes 100000 Let me go in. Like, they're, not even, they're not even considered the wife's money. They're literally trying to be self-made on their own and successful on their own and build it up on their own. And they're not looking for a woman in that financial or that business sense at all, in my personal opinion. Yeah, spe- I mean, yeah, especially those guys. Those guys are multimillionaires, so you know your money definitely ain't doing nothing. What they might be doing, I don't know. I'm just saying those guys, for sure. You know, I don't know about the entrepreneur that's making hundred thousand dollars a year. Maybe, maybe not. But like you said, in mentally, he's not looking for that. I agree and get that. Uh, and you can look at most of these super entrepreneurial guys and they, and the wives that they have. You look at the evidence. You know, most entrepreneur guys. I don't know if their wives look like that. You know. I just don't know. Even if, because um, I feel like everybody wants to be this power couple, and we see these celebrities that you know come together, where there's a, a artist um, that scared the crap out of me, fees. I ain't gonna lie to you. That scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> but we can look at most of these celebrities and think like, wow, that's the kind of relationship that I need to aim for. You know, the the super influential uh, IG model and the you know rapper that and they get together and then you know they're both entrepreneurial and they both have a kid and get married and that's what they deem as power couple obviously you know queen b beyonce and jay-z also a, a power couple but you know those are very small you know couples few in between and then sometimes you have a super successful woman that is an entrepreneur you have the nikki and her man situation i don't think her man is a entrepreneur that's making that much money that's on her level highly doubt it i don't know the brother but i'm just saying i don't think he's making that much bread as as she is but she had to i wouldn't say she had to settle but i'm just saying the level of guys that's out there that were probably nikki wanted to date you know it was very limited and then even with that guy they dated in the past. So, you know, he came back in her life, and that's why I think they worked. Now, if he wasn't available, honestly, I think Nicki Minaj still be single right now, you know, because it's hard for those kind of women to uh, really find a guy up to that level. And then, like you said, with those guys, not really worried about your money, not really worried about your success, you know, they're looking for other things in their wife. Yeah. And a book, and a really interesting book that I would challenge you guys to read. It's called Million, Millionaire Next Door. And there's this guy, he did this, one of the most robust studies among millionaires in America. 
And literally, do you know the number one occupation for a millionaire wife was? Uh, no. Housewife. Literally, almost every last one of their wives were housewives. Did not have a job. Almost every last one of them. See, the problem in the black community is because we don't really understand what wealth looks like. We only have our musical celebrities as a standard for relationships. Jay-Z and Beyonce, Cardi B, and was it off, Offset? Yeah, Offset. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, you use Nicki Minaj illustration. Th- those are our only examples. But we don't understand what true wealth and true wealth wealthy couples look like. And so, in my personal opinion, I would challenge somebody to go to the, the richest men in the world, you know, the richest people in the world, and see who their wives are and what their wives do. Almost none of their wives are entrepreneurs like them. Almost all their wives are stay-at-home wives because those kind of women complement that kind of guy, right? In my opinion, this is my personal opinion. That's why celebrity marriages do not work, in my personal opinion. Actors and actresses and musicians, they don't, those marriages do not work because you literally have two separate entities trying to coexist as one and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, you being away seven months a year and him being away eight months a year, how is that going to work, in my personal opinion? So I feel as though the conversation that we talk about these power couples, especially in the black community, is just like, one, that's not, when it comes to really wealthy couples, especially the ones who have real wealth, not just temporal musical wealth, they're not really worried about stuff like that because they understand how things work. Um, And so that's just something else that I noticed is that so many... So many women, in my opinion, they really think that their their money and their jobs are leverage. They really believe so. They believe it's leverage, and when it's not, and it sounds it sounds rude, but it's not me being rude. Just saying, guys just don't care as much about it because guys want to take care of things their own. You know, guys want to. It feels good as a man to be able to protect and provide for your family. In my personal opinion, that feels really good. Um, and so, so yeah, so that celebrity power couple thing, I think it's just a myth, in my opinion. I think people worship that, and I think a lot of women worship that. Women, like I said, women want that team, and they want, they want that. I don't see guys really wanting that. And then to my other point, why some guys do marry successful women, which, like I said, those celebrity marriages don't work, but the reason why they do is because, yes, there is a sense that she might understand my life, but the difference, the difference between understanding your life and tolerating your life, right? So a woman can understand that, oh, yeah, I'm a musician. You're a musician, too. But will she tolerate you being on the road when she's not home? Will she tolerate you being busy when she's free? Will she tolerate you having to be around all these women on the tour bus when she's by herself? So that's what's happening. I'm like, yo, yeah. That actress, that, that musician may understand your lifestyle because they're similar to you, but it doesn't mean that they will tolerate that lifestyle, right? And that's one reason why it doesn't work, because those women won't tolerate it. They, don't, they can't tolerate it. Like, yo, like, it's just certain things just are not being able to be tolerable. And so, and then, so the last point that I wanted to bring up is about the guys. Guys just don't want a liability. And that's the nature of it. Some women are a liability, so they assume that... Maybe if she doesn't want me for my money because she has her own money, maybe she won't be a liability. And that's why some guys do go after women who have certain careers. 
But like I said, end of the day, if there's no connection, that that does not last long because there's other issues that come about it. So yes, I do agree that sometimes there are guys who will look at a woman who has a certain job and be like, okay, I want to marry her because I feel like she won't want me for my money. But that is the exception, not the rule. And most guys, as you can see, looking at all the billionaires and millionaires, they marry women with no money whatsoever, and they're perfectly happy. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, who she ends up with. You know, I mean, that's the good thing about social media. You know, we get to see, you know, down the road what what will really happen. Because I'm just curious, you know, and I want, you know, the women that's probably disagreeing with us to really just write down you know, names that people you may know that would date B. Simone, that, like, she would probably actually date, and you probably couldn't list 10 guys. And not even that. I would challenge women to do who... Because my biggest thing, and this is... And I'm sorry for Randall to cut me off at any time. My biggest thing is that why do you believe something without evidence, right? If For all the women out there who believe, the more money I have, the more status I have, the more likely I'll be able to um, be married or have an equal a partner at my equal level. Simply look at all the women who are who are at the status that you want to be in, and see are they married? Are they with men equal to them? And the funniest, the most interesting study, and I will challenge every man and woman to check out this study, where the study shows that the more money a man makes the more women and the more likely he is going to experience a lasting relationship. The more money a woman makes, the less men she dates and the less likely it is for her to experience a lasting relationship. And there's other, and there's reasons to why I won't talk about it later, but it's interesting that there's not a correlation. There's actually the inverse correlation for women that the more money, the more status you make, the actual, the less likely it is that you're going to be married, have a long lasting relationship. And this is uncomfortable. It's not me saying it. It's not a fee saying it. Look it up yourself. I wasn't the one who did the studies. It's just, it's just the facts. Yeah, and, and while you was thinking, I had a really interesting point of why, you know, women, you know, ignore the stats and the data and don't think they would happen to them. And it came to me uh, because B. Simone also put up a Instagram post following kind of like the backlash and the comments of her talking about the nine to five versus an entrepreneurial guy. And this to me, it it may be just me in my head, but I feel like I may have something. I don't know. But to me, I think it's the whole, how can I put this? It's the whole half, half glass, half full concept. And then also, you know, the manifest and God will provide kind of concept. Oh my you know, gosh. I, I'm doing all these things and, you know, the God, the God that I know, you know, loves me, cares for me. He's going to give me the man of my mm. dreams. He's going to give me the man of my preferences. He's going to give me the man of, you know, of status, of, of money, of character, of leadership, of godliness, mm. you know, all these things that I have done in my life I have manifested. That's what B. Simone said. I have mm. manifested my career. I have manifested my money. I have manifested right. helping my family out. And me saying these things and me praying for these things and me longing for these things, God has given me that. Or I have worked hard enough to get it. So if I speak it to the, if I speak it in a, in existence, then eventually it will come. And I feel like most women, most women lean on that. 
as far as, you know, not only with men, just in life in general, you know, so I think that's a huge thing that, uh, that women do that they, that's why they never will settle. That's why they will always go for a man of their status because, you know, I have did all this hard work. God has provided for this. I had prayed for this and God will send me the guy of my dreams. So I would never settle for anything less until that man comes. And I feel like it's, it comes a time where it's like, you know, you put all your faith into that. And then also it's like, God give us wisdom to use reality as well. But fees, who are we to say not to believe in the faith in God, what God has told you, if God really told you that, but also, I can't ignore reality either. So it's like, I'm stuck in the middle of fairs. Like, what do I tell women? Because I know naturally I want to tell them the reality. But also, I mean, God can work in mysterious ways. But God can't work for everybody. Everybody can't have the same guy. It's not enough guys for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. But I feel like a lot of women do that. They pray. They long. You know, they earn. You know, they steadfast. They fast feeds. They stop eating. They stop doing all these things for the man of their dreams or for the career that they want. And they try to manifest that, speak that into existence. God would send me this. I would meet him one day. I got to just keep going, keep looking, keep waiting. And they could be passing up all these guys just swiping. This is me swiping. You know, the whole time. And it's like, dang, you know, I don't know, Fees, but I feel like a lot of women do that, bro. Oh gosh! Oh man! Did I open the door? Did I? You open the door. <laughs> Whew! All right, coming you off at any time because this might be a long time. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, let me get let me get comfortable. Let me get comfortable. Go ahead and get comfortable. But I don't want to rant for too long, so you got to cut me off if I'm going too long. All right, I, I got the I got the uh, five minute clock on right now. All right, so first things first. Give Hafiz the full screen right now. <laughs> first things first, before anybody gets mad at me and is getting ready to cancel me or to shame me, I want to make something 100% clear. With God, all things are possible. I will never be the one to tell you no when God said yes. I will never be the one to tell you it is not possible when God said it is possible. So I'm never going to be the one to go against the will of God for someone's life and to use my own personal logic to defy the supernatural abilities of God. So that's the first thing I want to make clear. I will never, ever, ever, ever go against what God has told somebody. But let's make it 100% clear. Has God told you that? Because my number one beef is that so many women believe this mythological lie that somehow God promised every single woman on the planet this amazing, great husband. All you got to do is pray for him and it will come to you. I just really want to know, show me somewhere in the Bible, wherever religious texts you come from, where it says verbatim that every woman is guaranteed this perfect, amazing husband, custom just the way she likes him, and God has guaranteed it. I would love for someone to show me the sentence and the verse, verbatim where 
God has told you that. Don't quote, delight yourself in the Lord and give you the desires of your heart. Don't quote that one. Don't quote asking you shall receive. Don't quote stuff that's talking about in the context of God's will. I'm asking you in particular, where does it say you get this perfect, amazing husband? Because my question is, if that's true, that God has promised every single woman all these amazing, perfect husbands, then why are so many women dying who never been married? Why are so many women single mothers for their entire life? Why are so many women never had an opportunity to be in love? Why are so many women divorced and in broken relationships? I'm just curious. If it, if it, if it is a God-given promise for every woman on the planet to have this perfect, amazing husband, then why does your mom not have it? Why does your grandma not have it? Why does your aunties not have it? If it's just a guarantee for everybody, if it's like God promises everybody to breathe, God promises everybody to be able to see, if there's, some, if there's these things that are guaranteed, why do you not have it? And the reality of the matter is God is not your butler. God is not your butler. And too many people take these religious texts out of context to justify this in my opinion, non-biblical ideologies where God's going to send you this perfect husband when he won't. Like the, the essence of, 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 in my opinion, like the Protestant work ethic is that faith without works is dead. Like everything in life, you have to work to get it. And too many people think, oh, all I got to do is think it in my mind and pray about it, and I'll get this amazing guy. It's not true. Like, how many women have prayed every single day for it, and they didn't get it? How many women are praying right now, and they never got it? And they died, and they never got it? So to me, it's just like this belief that, okay, I don't, it's, it, it, and there's nothing wrong with believing God for the best. I'm not against believing God for the best, but my fundamental problem is that people really believe I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be a certain kind of person. I don't have to put in a certain amount of work. I don't have to put in a certain amount of effort. I don't have to be a certain kind of woman to get this great guy. And they just believe that just because I think about it in my head, I write it down in my freaking journal, or I'm freaking praying about it at night, I'm guaranteed going to get this perfect, amazing guy because God promised it to me. And I'm just like, really? Did God come up to you verbatim and tell you this? Because for 99% of people, the answer is no. And I feel like that belief is ruining the lives of so many women because it's crippling them from actually putting in the work to get the good men that they can desire, but instead they're fantasizing and believing God is going to provide perfect men who don't even exist. First of all, you stopped right on the dot where I was going to stop you at, number one. So that's very professional of you. So congratulations for that. Um, but yeah, and and to continue that, I, I want, I'm trying to ask, like, how do women, where do they get that belief from? You know, I know, I'm, I mean, listen, if we be honest, not everybody reads the Bible like that, all right? So I don't think they just read the Bible, like, oh, okay, and they just coordinate well, They get it from that church. Not that they, they don't read the from, Bible, but they some get pastors, it from church. They yeah, get some it from pastors, the pastors. Some religious book told them, you know what I mean? Some preacher told them, and they just hold on to it like it's gospel without even doing any research. 
Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and and to me, I blame the pastors. Because we if we be honest, you know, church want more members. That mean they get more donations, more support to gain a bigger church and a bigger following. So who goes to church more often, especially in the black community? Women do. So most of the things that they do in the church, they cater towards women. So, yeah, they talk about, you know, pray and you shall receive or ask and you shall receive. You will manifest this. God will give you this. All these different things. They put all that stuff in their head. That is typically not biblical because everybody can't get everything. That's not what God or like, like wants. I mean, not, I wouldn't say that he wants, but that's not realistic in the world. So it's, it's, it's to me, it's like, who are feeding these women this information and who is holding them accountable because it's making dating hard. It's the reason why there's a lot of single women out here. It's the reason why there's a lot of single mothers. All this stuff plays a part. It's not just men and, you know, their shortcomings. Obviously, men, we get, we all have to get better. You know, I think that's why the podcast is here, to create high character, high-value men. But at the same time, women have to do some work, too. Now you, you can't just tell me that you wake up and you're a woman and you're automatically good in the eyes of the world. No, character got to get better. Personality has to get better. All these things have to get better. Like we all have to play our part. And then also we can't just let people tell us these, these dreams or these fantasies and we all continue to wait for it because, you know, most women all believe that and they all just ignore, like you said, good, great guys that they like, no, not, not just quite what God wants me. Oh, no. I don't think this is what God is. This is who the man I pray for. He doesn't look like the guy I pray for, you know, and that is very frustrating. You know, I don't want to sit here and bash women for an hour, but I'm just saying, I think some, some, we, we going to keep it real. We're going to tell you what we feel like, um, is the truth. And I think sometimes like you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be realistic with yourself. Now that's a great point. And know what I thought about Chris? Were you done? I was done. Yes, sir. We know what I thought about. Do you know how many women have told Stefan that God told me that you're my husband? Oh, on the tour alone, it was like over 20. <laughs> has a woman ever told you that before? No, I don't think so. I've, I've heard that before from women and women's friends. I've heard women, I've gotten emails from women saying, um, God told me that you and my friend are going to get married. And my fundamental problem is how the hell is God telling a thousand women that they're all going to marry me? That's the problem. How is God telling every, like, unless God wants me to be this crazy Mormon, a Genghis Khan type polygamist, how is God telling every one of you guys you're going to marry the same guy? There's something wrong here. It is an emotional response to justify whatever they believe. And to me, that's the fundamental problem. God cannot tell every girl in America, you're all going to marry the 6-5 millionaire who's, you know, has no kids, who, you know, only has sex with his high school sweetheart. Like, how is everybody going to get the same person? And so to me, like I said, the, the, the challenge with that, those comments is, like I said, people don't understand how it works. They don't understand how it works. God is not a butler. God, you know, there's no build a husband workshop. We're like, hey, God, here's what I want. 
there, you know, da, 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 put it in the machine. This is exactly what I'm going to get. And for clarification, there's going to be a woman, and I hate when they comment, there's going to be a woman in the comments who said, well, I prayed, and I got exactly what I wanted, and then every girl can look at that exception and be like, well, she got it, then all of us can get it. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. That is not the case. And so I just find the problem to be where it's like you said, why are they believing this? Why do you believe something that I'm just curious? Why do you believe something that no one, no one else has? I just don't understand it. Like, so if it's, if it's true, I'm just curious. If it's true that all you got to do is pray and ask and God will give you the perfect husband, why is everyone else not experienced that as well? Are they just not praying as hard as you are? Are they not believing like you're believing? Like, to me, it's just like, what, what is going on in people's heads to make them believe this? I feel you, bro. And, and, that's, and that's where I get, you know, like you said, the books, the movies, the pastors. That's what they're getting it from because, to me, they can sell to women, you know, the dreams or the fantasies that they want. And it sounds bad. I know some people are doing that. I know some pastors are not meaning to do that or meaning to do that. Um, but that's what they are doing, you know, and and I feel like you being a big part of my life, even with this podcast and this whole thing that you said earlier, that you have to work for what you want. You faith know, without you, works is dead, man. Faith, faith without, without works, works is, is dead. dead. Brother, that is that should be the motto of 2020. Like you we all have to put the time in. We all have to put the work in to get the outcome where we want, not just in career, not just in school. Not just in fitness and health, but also in relationships too. You, we all have to do that, you know. And that's that's starting with yourself. You have to know yourself first. You have to heal from the past. You know, you have to know your purpose, what you want, and can you actually get that? That's what I mean. That's one of our, you know, most famous and you know highly commented videos was Stefan, where he said, you know, this woman wants this high quality man. Are your qualifications to where the man wants? Are you high quality yourself? You know, like, like you want that type of man, you actually have to be in that view of that man as well. And you are not, you know, in the shape or in the position or whatever that that man probably would want, then you can't complain because everybody, every guy is not going to want you. But, you know, especially that high quality guy, that high quality guy, Lord Jesus. So, yeah, face without work is dead. And I think people have to under, understand that and realize that, that you have to work for what you want. Like, women have to work. You can't just sit back and just wait until the guy just walked through your apartment door and come watch freaking Survivor with you. It's not happening. Yeah. You have to get outside the workplace. You have, to, you have to get outside of your comfort zone. You know, you have to do out of, out of the box. It's hard out here in 2020. To me, it's so much harder dating-wise in 2020 than it was for your parents. Not even close. I know social media allows us to touch people and interact to uh, people more often than in the 80s or the 70s. But she, to me, nowadays, it's way harder to date now than back then. So you have to put the work in. You can't just sit back and relax and wait for somebody to pull up. It's not happening. Yeah. And, and know what I thought about, Chris? What is that? No, I thought about this. Let's say there's a woman, or let's just use a person in general, who said, God told me I'm going to go to Harvard. Right? What do you think that person is going to do if they believe that God told them they can go to Harvard? 
Well, hopefully that person gets to study it. <laughs> exactly. I've never met somebody who has a dream to go into an Ivy League school who's not busting their ass every day in the books, trying to get a 4.0, trying to do extracurricular activities, trying to make sure that their, their recommendations are on point. I see the faith and the works synonymous. I don't see a, I don't see a person with 2.5 GPA who did no extracurricular activities besides play um, Minecraft and whatever the other silly game that people play. Huh? Roomscape. Roomscape. What's that game that people play that Ninja plays? Ninja uh, Freak. That Forge, Forgery. Um, Fortnite. Well, Forge, Fortnite. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and that's my only extracurricular activities. I got a recommendation. I don't see that person being like, oh, wait, God told me I'm going into Harvard. I don't see that. I see faith and work. I see 4.0 GPAs. I see, you know, 1,600 SATs. I see a lot of work and then the prayer with it. I don't see no person saying, God told me I'm going to be a doctor and they're not going to medical school. They're not applying to go to medical school. They're not, they're not working on themselves. You know what I mean? They're not doing biology in their undergraduate degrees. I don't see anyone doing that. I don't see someone sitting at home being like, you know what? I have no college degree, and I'm not going to go to college, and God's make me make me uh, a heart surgeon one day without going to uh, I see everybody. I see faith and works. I see faith and works. You believe God for it, you put in your work as well. There's this really popular quote that says, work as it all depends upon you, and trust and rest as if it all depends upon God. Mm, Say that one more mm, time. Mm. Work as if it as if it all by it all meaning the results. Work as if the results all depend upon you, and trust and rest, knowing that all the results come from God. So I Man. see people doing both of those things. So my problem is that with a lot of people, male and females, when they have this desire for this perfect partner, for this girl or guy who is this perfect and have everything, all the bells and whistles. But they're putting in no work to be that what that person wants. And that's my point with the, going back to the point with the women. Too many women want this high value male, but they're, but they're not what high value male wanted women. Too many guys want this high value women, a woman, but they're not what high value women wanted men. And that, to me, is my problem. Nothing wrong with having a desire. I'm all for desires. I'm all for the secret. I'm all for, you know, you know believing what's you know, true, as Paul said in Philippians. I'm all for positive thinking. But I'm not for irrationality, and I'm not for people not putting in the work to get what they want. Like, and, and I'm sorry for rambling. My last, last thing I'm going to say, I did not have a girlfriend until I was 20 Eight years old. You know why, Chris? You know why? Yeah. Guess why? I did not have a girlfriend until I was 28. You know why? Why? Because the type of woman I wanted, I wasn't good enough for. Mm. Straight up. I just wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I had to bust my ass for years to be the man I am today. And the kind of woman that I want would be interested in me. 
And now I'm enjoying the finer things in life. <laughs> and yeah. so my thing, <laughs> my thing is that I just, it just bothers me because too many people, and, and what happens is people believe this and when God doesn't give it to them, they get mad at God. For real. For real. And I ain't gonna lie to you, I was one of those people. You know, it may not have been with uh with women, but it could have been with career, it could have been with certain sacrifices or lordship decisions, and I was expecting the outcome, you know, but like like man, we had many talks like this where you do certain things and you just think God's gonna give you this. But like you said, it's really nowhere in the Bible that it says it's guaranteed. And even you doing these things and making this this decision, is that really biblical? Is that really what you're are you doing it for the right reasons? What are your intentions? If you if you're just, you know, decide not to have sex and wait till marriage just so you can have the perfect wife, you know, that's not really the reason why God wanted you to do that in the first place. You know, so just because you're doing quote unquote the right thing, but your intentions wrong, it can be ungodly. And we can make a legitimate argue argument for that. So I feel you, man. It's it's definitely something that I feel like, you know, you know, especially in the women community that that I can see it as an issue and being a part of it. Um, and just I just I want everybody to have the life that they want to have. And but they also I want them to realize that they have to work for it. They exactly. have to put the time in. They have to do all these things to get there and sitting back and waiting on the bench there's a basketball game and you're in a bench and you're just waiting for the star player to take it to the to the championship and you're not gonna do anything, you're not gonna practice, you're not gonna watch film, you're not gonna get you know, get your skills right, you're not even gonna help, you know, in in you know the pre- preparation of the game. You're just gonna sit back at the end of the bench and just watch. And then not only you watch, when you lose, you complain. You get upset, you know, you get frustrated, you get mad at God. And it's like, dang, sometimes freaking Michael Jackson, right? You got to freaking be the man in the mirror. Look at yourself. And it's like, you know what? And that quote is beautiful because I think that quote is absolutely true. It's time for me to put the work in. It's time for me to, you know, get myself ready for the game. It's time for me to, you know, get rid of old wounds and have these tough conversations and heal so I can be prepared mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically for that person. You know, all these things are very, very key in finding that desired person. And I don't think a lot of people get in the game. I think they just sit back and watch. Yeah. And for all the seven women who are still listening, <laughs> shout out to my I want to wrap it up with this point. Imagine there's a guy who's just extremely handsome, but he's not ambitious. And he does not have, and is not financially stable. But he's extremely handsome, though. But he's expecting a woman, a beautiful woman, to want to be married to him. What he's going to quickly find out is the kind of woman that he wants, though you being handsome is cool, she values the ambition and the financial stability more. And if you don't have that, she's not going to want to be with you, guy. So as a man, you have to realize the kind of woman I want 
What does she desire in a man? So let's flip it around. If you're a woman and you make a lot of money and you're an entrepreneur and you're a go-getter, I would challenge you to find out the kind of man that you want, what does he want in a woman? Because what you're going to quickly find out is that simply having money or simply being an entrepreneur hustler or simply having a certain job is not what he's going to be looking for primarily when he's looking for a spouse. Yeah, I believe that's a good exercise, man. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think it was a good conversation, you know. So, you know, going off the B. Simone, you know, 9 to 5 entrepreneurial argument and kind of get into, you know, the reason why, you know, women wait for what they want and, you know, they want to manifest and, you know, asking themselves those questions and that exercise, I think it'd be really good. And same thing for men as well. I think a lot of, a lot of I mean, people in, in work have to get better and do the, and, you know, do the work in general. Um, but also I think we have to be real with ourselves. So I think that's a good conclusion and a good exercise. And I think we should move on to the next topic, brother. Sounds good. All right. Uh, what, what do we got next? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Monday. I'm sure that people heard all of the news and, and we're recording this actually Saturday night um, right now. So we wanted to have a fun, lighthearted episode, you know, miss what all the stuff is going on. Obviously with the George Floyd situation, police brutality, you know, uh, social injustice, discrimination, police reform, you name it, all those things is what's going on right now. But there's also... Um, another incident of, you know, police brutality that happened actually in, in, in Atlanta where Hafiz is right now. And, you know, I heard, I don't know if you have, I know you was in the streets earlier um, that day, Hafiz, but I, I'm curious, do you see any protests or rioting that's been going on in Atlanta? Yeah, so I haven't decided if I want to put out a video on this or, on, or not, because this, like I said, we were recording this Saturday night, technically Sunday morning. So I might put out a video on Sunday. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm feeling about putting a video on this situation. Because you want to hear an interesting story, Chris? I'm ready. Friday night, I was in downtown Atlanta near Stefan's place. And I was really, really hungry. And you know what I wanted really badly? You better not say it. I wanted a burger from Wendy's. Wow. And I was like, man, do I want to go to Wendy's in Atlanta? It'll be, the line might be long, this, that, and the third. So I literally drove, like, back to where, you know, I'm staying at, kind of on the outskirts near Gwinnett County. And I went to Wendy's there, um, and it was the exact same time period where when the situation was happening. Wow. Um, so I got a phone call Saturday afternoon from Stefan letting me know that, yo, somebody was just killed at Wendy's. And I was like, that's crazy, because I was just about to go to Wendy's in Atlanta. Um, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah man, man this story, I'm very curious to how it goes. 
I'm very, very curious. Did you watch Dave Chappelle's video, Chris? I started. I haven't finished it. Yeah. So I'm very curious where this goes. I'm very curious how people are going to respond to it. Um, because I, I'm very conflicted, to be honest with you, about this one. Have a lot of thoughts in my mind, and I and I just don't want to speak without all the information and facts. So, so yeah, I, I kind of want to pass it to you. If there's something that you want to say, because at this current moment, I'm still like formulating my thoughts about the situation because I keep on hearing people are telling me all the information is not out yet and just to wait until it comes out. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. You know, I, I kind of want to just, you know, tell the listener what's been going on. So I want to say it was um, Friday night. Um, yeah, I want to say it was Friday night. I'm going with that. It was a man named Rashad Brooks in Atlanta. He was actually sleeping in a Wendy's parking lot. And I want to say it was between 2 a.m. to around like 3 a.m. in the morning. And the, either the employees of Wendy's or one of the Wendy's customers had called the police and said this guy is sleeping in the parking lot. Police showed up. And to what this is kind of where the information is still kind of lost a while of how the guy got out the car in the first place. You know, there was a video, um, but I don't know if that came from an actual customer or a Wendy's employee or it came from a body cam, but it looked like it was a third party person that was recording it. But eventually the guy ended up getting shot twice and on the way to the hospital, he ended up passing away. Um, so this, this started a lot of riots um, in Atlanta, especially Saturday night, Sunday morning, kind of going on while we're recording this podcast right now. And they actually, some of the people had set fire to that exact Wendy's of where the incident recurred. So, yeah, I don't, I, I am hurt. Um, I am shocked. I am angry and frustrated because, you know, it's kind of the vicious cycle continues to happen over and over again. You know, I am really looking at the police department and the chiefs and holding them accountable. Actually, I think the police chief of Atlanta did resign. Yeah, Don't she resigned. Really, she did resign? Okay. Yeah. Um, because the adequate training, the email blast, whatever something was missed in the whole George Floyd situation where unnecessary force is being upon, you know, especially black male citizens is getting ridiculous, is getting out of hand. And yet, not even a month later, this happens again. So... Um, I, I'm just like, I, I'm at a loss for words because we have all these riots, we have all these protests, we got all these, you know, stars, influencers, businesses, organizations, Democrats, Republicans, yada, 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 all showing support against this issue, but yet it continues to happen. So a lot of things is to me, like I said in my video, it's pandering and they just showing face to really just um, make it look good and sound good to our community because clearly something is off still. Still. And it's it's hurtful, Fees. It's frustrating because we have to continue to say our lives matter. We have to continue to, you know, protest and rise because you people are not understanding. You know, like it's it's just it's just it's honestly heartening. Like when just when 
I felt like we were heading towards a good direction. Hope was being restored in my heart. You know, this situation happens again. And I'm just, I'm looking at the police department, especially in, you know, like in Atlanta. And then also they found a body in California where this guy was hung. This guy was hung, fees. They don't know if it was a murder or a lynching or a suicide, but people are leaning towards more the murder slash lynching side because it doesn't make sense, in, especially with that family of friends, of that guy committing suicide. Once again, this is Saturday, so don't quote us on this, but it doesn't look good. So all of these things are happening still to this day in the whole you know, global impact of the George Floyd situation, and it's still happening people are still not understanding and it's honestly disheartening it's frustrating and brother it's just it's just sad to see and witness it's it's a hard time right now especially being a black man in america yeah so, so yeah I mean, man i think i think I, in my opinion man i don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about this but i feel like it's a good place to put a button on it um like i said i want to get a little bit more details you know on wednesday on patreon let's let's We'll probably chop it up a little bit more about that right now. Um, like I said, the situation, I, 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 I understand all your sentiments. I just, like I said, I don't, I don't have so much facts. There's just so much going through my mind right now. Um, and so I don't, I don't really want to speak prematurely about anything. So, so yeah, definitely we'll, on Patreon we'll be talking about it. You know, me and Chris, more than likely, um, depending on what comes out, we'll do a video on it. But, yeah, man, I feel you, man. I just, like I said, I just think America... America, we got to heal, man. We got to heal. And um, I feel like, you know, hopefully, you know, at the end of this difficult season of life, man, we we grow and we've healed from it. So I don't know. I don't know about you, but I kind of want to kind of want to put a butt on that temporarily. Yeah, I I said all the things I had to say um, about it. So, yeah, I'm good with, you know, wrapping things up and man. (laughs) Enjoy the finer things in life. Yeah, the finer thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, guys. So, like I said, appreciate the con- I know this episode probably pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> curious how the comments are going to come about. Um, but my, my biggest thing, and for clarification, I'm not saying that God cannot provide you a husband, a wife, a partner, whatever it is. All I'm saying is that if you want a perfect partner... And you think that God's going to give it to you without you putting in the work yourself, you're mistaken because faith without works is dead, in my personal opinion. And that a lot of us have to be honest about what men desire in women and what women desires in men. And if we're not going to be with the other gender desires, we can't get mad at the other gender for not desiring us. Yeah, and I, I agree with Fees what he's been saying. And, you know, I definitely think when you listen to this episode or you listen to future episodes, you have to have a open mind and discerning heart. You know, you can hear us, you can try to understand us, and it's your choice to listen with us and your choice to communicate and debate with us. You know, we're just trying our best to help, you know, not only men, but women in this society as well. We want to make a world a better place, and we also want to make you happy, healthy, and whole. So hopefully this does not turn you away from us, but you'll be enlightened to continue to come back and see what we have to say. My name is Chris, the star of the show. My name is Afis, and... Adios.